Broadcasting from the Skull and Droids Hangout and discussing everything that has been taking place in the geek world over the past 168 hours. Well, give or take. It's the Skull and Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode number 162. I'm Schmitty. I'm Zoner. And I'm Zook, and this is the show for the week of Monday, May 5th. Just off May 4th. Just barely missed it. Just barely missed Star Wars Day. It's tragic. Still, may the 4th be with you. Just had to it's say like the it. wor- It's like the worst <laughs> lisp ever. May the 4th. <laughs> anyway, before we start insulting people with speech impediments and Schmitty snorts more drink all over his computer, uh, we want to give a shout out to our friends over at trekradio.net, kryptonradio.com, openbookaudio.com, and stitcher.com. Hey guys, what's up? Uh, also, want to give a good shout out to our friends at 4814.com. That's 48-14.com. These guys will hook you up with the best hosting of your life. Your website will have never had it so good. Uh, we're not just saying that. We are customers ourselves. Uh, they're what they're literally what brings you our show every week. Because without them, our show would just be stuck on our laptops. And that's boring. And- who wants to listen to a show stuck on our laptops? I don't. <laughs> you want to listen to my show? Open up the laptop. That's not that's not geeky at all, is it? That's not nerdy. <laughs> it's a great way to pick up chicks. I'll email it to you. It's only an hour long. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to have a website and you want to have it for the most affordable hosting that is guaranteed to stay up and have the best features, it's 48-14.com. Uh, also, you want to head over to our site and check out the... Fr- friendly people at eagle moss limited follow that little banner there at the top of stolen they have the most awesome replicas and collectibles you can find i've been making these guys really jealous with my new collection of star trek ships uh they have other ones from other properties as well so not just star trek again that's eagle moss limited be sure to take the link from our site to go get it yes please oh. do because like we need paid and you need ships let's be honest here this is a mutually beneficial thing you need geeky collectibles and we need sponsors we gots to get our monies (laughs) mo money and if you don't need ship just send us the money straight to us or you could just (laughs) buy us ships i need some firefly (laughs) ships hey um we haven't talked much about it but we need to because our friend kristen edipak is running the second annual geeky awards what are the geekies well, the geekies are kind of like the Oscars for the rest of us. For any web-related content or geeky art or really anything, you have no idea the stuff that you can be nominated for. Go on over to geekyawards.com. Check it out. I think the nomination period is still open, uh, so you can still be nominated or nominate yourself even. Uh, it's definitely worth checking out. And we love yes. Kristen. Yes, we do. Hey, uh, before we go any further, and I, we got a lot of headlines, so we don't have a lot of time to dawdle here, but you may have noticed, maybe you didn't, that there's no pre-show for this episode. I bet in the answer was they didn't. <laughs> huh? What? <laughs> YouTube? Pre-show? What? what? Yeah. We've been doing a pre-show now for, for many weeks, and we have decided not to do one anymore. It isn't you. Yeah, Well, it is, it is you. Yeah, it is. Uh, w- when we first started the pre-show, we were kind of hoping that people would start to... Uh, trickle in and it would grow and we'd be able to grill, grow a really great community those of you who have come to the pre-show we want to recognize because you guys have been awesome and hilarious all four of you <laughs> so 
Um, nothing against you guys. We want to keep bringing you great content. We have some other ideas for how we want to do that now, uh, but there won't be any more pre-shows. What we are kind of uh, kicking around the idea is instead of having a live pre-show with Q&A, instead we'll have live Stolen Droids present-like articles or panels with some of our celebrity friends and other special guests also over video, over YouTube, with live Q&A. Because, hey, that'd be more fun, right? Because we love you, and we're, yeah. we're that nice. <laughs> there also so. may be another podcast coming your way. Yeah. yeah that, if you be believe the, in that sort of thing. That's the carrot we just keep dangling in front of them. <laughs> I think we've been saying that for months now. The first episode may be recorded next week. Ooh. If you believe in that sort of thing. If, if yeah. you believe in podcasts. You want to believe it. So. I want to believe. <laughs> I had a root canal this week. I am high on painkillers. I am loving this. And I love all of you guys. I love you so much. <laughs> I see you with that thing of rubber cement there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell my wife, okay? Because I love her too. But I love you guys. Okay, into our headlines. And again, there's been a lot of them. First up this week, big news, not surprising news, but a vulnerability was found in Internet Explorer. Well, okay, so that happens all the time, right? However, this is a major bug, and the fix for it will not apply to Windows XP. Because remember, XP is not being uh, supported anymore. It's time to upgrade, y'all. Yeah. Um, well, here's Or use Chrome. Just use Google Chrome. Th- this... <laughs> When we first heard about this headline, it was earlier this week, and news has changed just today. And I don't know if you guys were aware of this. First off, yeah, okay, so XP users, sorry, you're, you're screwed. You're out in the cold. No fix for you. Uh, people were saying left and right, just stop using Internet Explorer. CNET was saying use Chrome. Adobe was saying, and I forget exactly what the vulnerability was, but it was with one of Adobe's products, one of their many. Adobe was saying, we will release a patch for it. Microsoft finally received so many complaints and so many threats and so many upset customers. They said, okay, look, this once, we will give you a Windows XP patch as well. So they are rolling out a security fix for Windows XP users. Whoa. Here's why I have a problem with this. That's bad precedent. Well, no, Microsoft has been nothing but bad precedent when it comes to this. And here, they've been saying for years, literally years, almost as long as we've been doing this show, Windows XP is getting retired. In fact, they already retired it once, and so many people complained that complained. Yeah, they complained that they pushed back the deadline by another two years. And here we are, two years later. And they said, okay, now here's the deadline. We passed the deadline. More people complain. And then this comes out. More people complain. Here's what gets me. The people who are complaining aren't the people who update their computer anyway. (laughs) I guarantee you. I guarantee you. 90% of the people who still run XP, if you tried to go do a Windows update a few months ago when when XP was still supported, you would have had like 150 updates just sitting there waiting. Yep. I'll bet you they had never updated since Service Pack 2. Well, yeah. and the, the, the thing, the people that are complaining, oh, it doesn't make any sense because the people that are complaining should be updating anyway and would have already updated to Windows 7 or Windows 8. People that aren't updating wouldn't know to complain, methinks. 
I, no, I'm right there with you. I can't help but feel that this isn't actually consumers complaining. These are businesses. Oh, yeah, which, okay. Which would make sense. And industry insiders or news agencies who are trying to drum up a story. <laughs> I just used me, me thinks. <laughs> Forsooth? <laughs> Thou? <laughs> It's technology news, Shakespeare style. Uh, sorry. Well, what, what dost thou believest will actually slay XP of Windows? Thy smartphone, brighteth as a, the sun. If Microsoft wisheth to stop, support a thing. I can't do that. Is there a Google Translate for Shakespearean? That would be awesome. If, no, if but Microsoft stops you... supporting it, then it will die. If they keep coming out with, oh, we'll patch this just this once, they're going to keep doing that. But what it, is it going to take for, micro, for Microsoft? I almost said microwave. What is it going to take for microwave windows <laughs> to stop giving into this pressure? What is Microsoft? I, what's. Well, and What's here's the, the problem. Again, th not to gripe on everyone else and defend Microsoft all the time, but this is the honest truth about the industry. This is just another case where Microsoft can't catch a break. Mm -hmm. Apple releases a new OS X version. Oh, uh, what, what's their newest one? House Kitty? Box, <laughs> uh, I think. No. Yeah. It was that surfing one. Anyway, so Mavericks. They released yeah. Mavericks, yeah. So they released that one, and it's flat out incompatible with many older versions. You have to buy it new, or you have to buy new hardware. Okay, well, we love our apples, so I guess we'll just go ahead and do it. Microsoft says, hey, guys, you know that operating system that we've had for you for the last 14 years? It's, it's time to, to get rid of that one. And the internet goes ape. Just absolute <laughs> rage. I, I have a, a couple ideas, and Microsoft, if you're listening, feel free to implement any of these and put my name all over it. Um, first idea is have one last update that disables all of the internet or networking functionality of, Win of Windows XP. <laughs> Just make it so they can't log on. <laughs> there, you can play Solitaire and Minesweeper. Woohoo! Uh, second idea, um, make Windows 7 more affordable or free. Or, or Vista. I, well, I, they're already starting to do that with 8. Right. But, but I mean, you, you see my point, though? Like, kind of do what uh, Adobe did with CS2. Make it free, and and people will, will get it. And push people to it. Yeah. I get you. I got you. Okay. Um, I find the idea of an update that specifically bricks the computer to be very, very funny. <laughs> I you have access idea. to the character. <laughs> you, congratulations! You now have MS Paint, the character map, and Notepad. Yeah, Microsoft, you have ev you have my permission to call it the Schmitty update. <laughs> You'd be, you would go down as the most hated Microsoft update ever. You'd be worse than Clippy. Yes, that's that's a high status. <laughs> However, I want him to bring the wizard back to to walk you through the update process. <laughs> Except instead of instead of the wizard face, I want it to have Schmitty's face. <laughs> Click here to disable your internet. <laughs> we love you. Play my, my play Minesweeper. It's, a, it's all you do anyway. That and email your grandkids. So you can still yeah. use Juno though. Oh. Yes, Net Zero Juno, <laughs> the Blockbuster app. Okay, we spent way too much time on that. Moral of the story: upgrade your freaking computer already.
And I know, okay, I know our listeners know this. If they're able to listen to a podcast, they, they know enough about computers to know that XP is a relic, okay? I, all of our listeners out there, I'm not getting on your case. But you know you have a mom or a dad or an aunt or a neighbor who's still sitting there with a Windows XP machine. I think my mom actually is. Go forth and advocate here, people, okay? <laughs> my mom has a Windows 8 RT machine. So well, well, my mom has a <laughs> Windows 7. And my in-laws have another Windows 7. I've been, I've been doing my part. What about you, dear listener? What have you been doing? The worst part about when I have to do tech support for my mom, she runs it in 480 by 640. <laughs> it's horrible. So, it's so horrible. What? There's like eight icons across. It's got it looks like a smartphone. Her... It's, it's because my stepdad plays these stupid video poker games that are like 25 years old. They're oh. only compatible with like Windows 3.1, yet somehow he's got them running on XP. I thought maybe she had it plugged into a CRT screen or something. You need to introduce oh, it, him to World is. of Warcraft. I believe it is, actually, Schmitty. <laughs> nice. If I introduced him to World of Warcraft, he'd, like, break the economy. Dude would, <laughs> like, start gambling with people and just take <laughs> take all their Korean farmed gold. <laughs> this is, in, in interesting news, an elderly man in northern Utah decided to crash the auction house of World of Warcraft. Blizzard is unsure when servers will be restored. That would be so awesome. I really should do that. First World of Warcraft reset in decades. <laughs> okay. Um, Good level 90 paladins not worth anything now. So, moving on. In an odd bit of uh, internet security news. Okay, so you know those baby monitors that are both internet enabled so you can check them from your smartphone or from your browser you know so you can log in from work and and check on how things are going on at home and you can also talk through them the idea being that if your baby cries you can give soothing words of comfort over the baby monitor without actually having to get up uh turns out you can hack those yeah they they didn't think to build any security in them i guess <laughs> Uh, we only know this because uh, the most recent of a few different incidents here, a, uh, a hacker took over a baby monitor in the middle of the night and uh, was reportedly yelling at the baby to wake up. Uh, it, it happened in a home in Cincinnati, Ohio this week uh, where the family could hear something going on in the baby's room. And when they went in and looked into the camera, all of a sudden the guy just starts screaming profanities at them. I want to laugh at this because... Admittedly, it's kind of hilarious. But at the same time, I'd be pretty upset if this was my kid this was happening to, you know? That's terrifying, actually. I hope it wasn't a video monitor. This one was, yes. Yeah. Was it? Okay. I mean, I, I'm kind of upset that the hacker didn't have at least the sense of humor to go, like, you know, seven days or something like that. That would have been a lot funnier. Right. <laughs> Yeah, no. Nope. I mean, if you're going to terrify a family, don't do it going, wake up, baby. I don't know. I, there, I have issues with this, and uh, for obvious reasons, I'm a parent. And, well, yeah, but, and I'm trying to make light on this because humor is my coping mechanism. Yeah. Well, and, and even even the non-internet ones, even the ones you just go buy, you know, like the, the $15 ones at Walmart or whatever, even those don't use um, encryption or, or any type of security. If someone buys one on the same frequency, they can tap into it too. I mean, so. Well, you remember back in the day when everyone was using 900 megahertz cordless phones? 
Oh, yeah. 900 megahertz was very easily cross-talked with the baby monitors or other cordless phones. Yep. I remember the first one I got, I could sit outside my apartment. This is back in 2000. Listen I to people's my, conversations. And listen to other people's conversations. Yeah. It, it was fine for my family for about a year or two because we were early adopters. But once everyone started getting one, you couldn't really have a phone conversation anymore. Until they upgraded to, what was the next one, 2.4 gigahertz, yeah, Yeah. and now we're at 5 gigahertz as well, Um, and I think they have some even above that, and the ever-secure can and string method as well. Now you just need to worry about the NSA listening in on your calls. And he says, can't hack my can and string. Yeah, the can and string is very easy to see when they've tapped it. (laughs) Haven't you noticed it? They use clear fishing line. Oh, is that what that is? That is. That's not a spider web you just walked through. Okay, um, so in other news, we talked last week about Dish Network. Dish Network is trying to also roll out internet service, you know, wireless internet to a lot of different people. They're not the only ones. Sky TV, which is not a provider here in the U.S., but overseas in Britain. <laughs> Skynet. <coughs> yeah, yeah, that's a badly named service, people. Judgment Day. <laughs> They uh, they have their new set-top box. Their set-top box evidently does away with the satellite dish entirely. It streams everything over the internet. But you have to have their fiber network as well. So, Well, it's kind of like Verizon Fios, remember? If you can have their internet, then you have their TV service as well. Good point. I'm yeah. totally okay with that. Yeah. I Makes sense. You have our fiber internet, now you get our TV too, because it's screaming fast. I, I I have no issues with this, I, and I'll stick by my earlier uh, prediction from last week. This is a prediction I will stick with because I know I'm right. But in the near future, not like in the next month, but in the next couple of years, we're going to see a lot of services moving away from satellite and really move hard into the over IP <laughs> range. Yeah, and that actually uh, leads us into another headline. Uh, I'm going to jump down here. AT&T is poised by the end of this month, by the end of May, to start rolling out their voice over LTE. Okay, we're all familiar with voice over IP, right? VoIP, like Skype or Google Plus Hangouts or really a lot of different ones. Vonage. Vonage was a big one back in the day. What this does is because a lot of new phones all have LTE, which, of course, is their new 4G. It's not even new. It's a couple of years old now. When in certain zones, and if your phone is compatible with it, your phone will switch into voice over LTE mode. This will not take your minutes, provide high-definition audio, and will actually increase your battery life because it doesn't take nearly as much power to run data over a network as it does an analog audio signal. This is now, a great idea. This is a genius idea, sure. It's been AT&T and Verizon that have been going head-to-head on this. Verizon was supposed to launch it last month. It didn't really happen. They're currently on hiatus. We don't know when they're going to be able to bring it out. AT&T is set to launch it by the end of this month. However, as of yet, there is only one confirmed handset that is supposed to be working with it. The Asus PadPhone X, I think. Which hasn't been released yet. Yeah, and I don't think anyone's going to buy it. Okay. <laughs> I that's just my own prediction there. I may be totally wrong. I don't think anyone in the US is gonna buy an Asus pad phone. I'm just wondering if Apple's gonna shut them down via lawsuits because they use the word pad. 
Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, now, uh, I, I should update this because there is an actual update to the article that just came in today as well. Uh, the initial launch markets for this will only be in Chicago and Minneapolis. But I see this being the most useful in crowded cities, which are the ones that also have the worst cell reception. You set up enough LTE repeaters on buildings, and everyone's voice data is then taken on over the network instead of over the cellular network. This could be great. Could be, yeah. I yeah, I I think it's a good idea, and if if it takes off as well as I hope it does, you'll probably see it in in your city within the next couple of years. Now, hopefully, one thing, hopefully, more devices support it by then. Yeah. <laughs> now, one thing they haven't brought up, but I get the feeling they're going to need to, is does this count against your monthly data limit? Because so many cellular carriers have been lowering that limit. Not and if T-Mobile. It do- and if it does, that's going to suck. Well, yes and no. Um, it, if it does count against your limit, um, probably won't be that big of a deal because um, voice doesn't take that much bandwidth. Um, I think Skype, oh, an average Skype call uh, uses about, what, half of half a megabit per second or something like that, really low, really low bandwidth. So, I don't know, unless you're doing video as well. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, Into some other smartphone news, um, I don't know what Samsung thinks it's doing, but they have a new version of the Galaxy S5 coming out called the Crystal Collection. (laughs) They've slathered it with Swarovski Sfaros- crystals. Swarovski. Uh, I could say it up until like five seconds ago. <laughs> I just screwed They're you They're expensive. Up. That's all you need to know. Basically, they smashed a whole bunch of glass with a hammer, rolled the phone in some glue, and then dropped the phone into the glass. That's what it looks like. <laughs> they bedazzled it. Well, yeah, no, I was so- going to say, it looks like some redneck got a bedazzler and went down on <laughs> You guys it. remember when the um, that sidekick, the old phone, the, the flip, the, the sliding phone, the, yeah. the sidekick, yeah. came out in like the bejeweled, bedazzled version, and everyone's like, oh my gosh, who would ever have this? And then Paris Hilton got one. Mm-hmm. This is that. Yeah, I, I remember when, when, worse. The, when the gold iPhone came out, we thought that was... Uh, insane, but people are buying it. I, I have no doubt people will buy this. If, okay, dear listener, if you see someone with this phone, walk up and knock it out of their hands. <laughs> <laughs> and then tell us about it. Feedback I don't, want, I don't want, yeah, yeah. I don't want you to hit them. I'm not condoning violence, even if the person's dumb enough to buy this phone. But seriously, just destroy that abomination. And if yeah. you can get it on video, we'll post it. <laughs> Especially if it's a Verizon Galaxy S5 wrapped in crystals, because then it doesn't even have working cameras or, or components, and they still spent that money. Hey. <laughs> uh, that's a medium low. <laughs> <laughs> a medium low. <laughs> it's a low, but it was true. It was true. Um, and other kind of mobile news: Microsoft is stepping it up in the OneDrive area. OneDrive is what they used to call is what they now call SkyDrive. They had to change that. Um, because it's of Sky their, Network. <laughs> yeah, I guess. The it's their, uh, it's their online day. storage. It's their cloud storage solution. And yeah. they're stepping it up by offering much more storage space now. Increasing it by 40 times. That's pretty I, freaking awesome. I don't have the exact numbers in here, but that's... Um, 
Well, and I learned something kind of interesting today as well. I use OneDrive because I use a Windows phone, and I use Windows 8, and I use Windows 8 at work, and I have a Windows 8 you know, media center here at home. And so it's just really handy to have when OneDrive built into all of it just at the OS level and automatically be syncing things across. I had to help mm-hmm. a coworker today who brought in her new tablet, and she got herself a Windows RT tablet. And she's a person who's like, oh, I... You know, I never use my Hotmail account. I why would I ever want OneDrive? Why would you know a person who has really used Google a lot recently? Well, with her new Windows 8 tablet, okay. So, what's your Windows Live account? Oh, here it is. Boom, she's using her Hotmail again, and she's happy doing it. And it automatically came with OneDrive. And oh, look, they automatically upgraded her storage. She's using. She switched over to Hotmail and to OneDrive in a day. Just because it was already baked into the OS. So this strategy might actually be working for Microsoft for once. Yeah. Now, let, let me ask you this. With email addresses, they tend to go in cycles of what's cool, what's not. Um, you know, it, it used to be said that if you had a Gmail account that you were more tech savvy than somebody with a Hotmail account or a Yahoo account. I still think that's probably true, but not to the extent that it once was. If you're still using like a Lycos account, you're a fool. Um, but <laughs> with, with Microsoft doing this, are we going to start seeing a lot more people admitting that they have a Hotmail account, and is it going to become, well, no, quote-unquote, fashionable again? Because my Microsoft Live account is a Gmail account. Is it? And mine, sign, mine is, too, yeah. Yeah, I sign into my uh, machine with a Gmail account. I actually do, too. They, they've learned. Think about they've it. gotten smarter. Uh, so, yeah, it's kind of interesting that Microsoft would do that. Now, now when I get e- email on my Gmail account, the same one I sign in on my, on my OneDrive, it goes to my gmail account it doesn't go to my hotmail account so uh, it's still not completely baked in but um but there mine does oh okay mine does i've set that up (laughs) and other microsoft news and this is only kind of cursory microsoft news microsoft helped sponsor a documentary that's going to be released here on xbox video coming up soon and it is the story of the atari version of et the video game some history for you as well. Way back in the day, after the, the movie E.T., The Extraterrestrial, came out, Steven Spielberg's big one, Atari was tasked with making a movie tie-in video game. It was quickly panned as the worst video game of all time, and to this day, it pretty much holds that title almost uncontested. It was so bad, so buggy, so horribly designed, and took so much money, it was a huge failure for Atari. Huge embarrassment. So they took nearly every copy they could get their hand on, buried it in a New Mexico landfill, and covered it with a slab of concrete. Never to be seen again. That was the myth. That was the urban legend that somewhere out there in the deserts of New Mexico is a landfill with thousands of copies of Atari's E.T. the extraterrestrial. Yeah. But no one could prove it. So a bunch of filmmakers got together and Microsoft sponsored them to make a documentary. They found it this week. They actually found the landfill. They found, they started rooting through it. They found the actual concrete slab. They broke it apart and they have not recovered thousands, 
But they have recovered enough to know that that is the mother load they were talking about. And it's not just ET games that they uncovered. I think I saw a Centipede games, some Pac-Man games. Um, this all just happened like three or four days ago on Saturday. Yeah. Saturday the, I don't know, Saturday the day that was last time. Um, the, the day April that was 27th. after Friday. Yeah, April 27th, they were actually tweeting pictures uh, of the excavation. And this is something that we actually talked about a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, that was going to happen, and now it has happened, and we followed up, and now you are informed. You're I just find it funny that video game archaeology is actually a real thing now. Yeah. I think it would have been so cool if they had, like, Harrison Ford there. I think it would have been cooler if they were looking up Indiana Jones games. That's well, what they're trying to find. If, if he was dressed as Indiana Jones with the hat and everything, and they came across a bunch of pitfall games. Yeah, that'd be cool, too. Nathan Drake is there on scene to help out. Um, no, we're not. We're not lying. We're not being facetious here. It's ET was one of the worst games ever made. I never played it personally. A little bit before my time, but if you go online, you can see walkthroughs or runthroughs of it. It is horrible. Well, you know, it, it wasn't exactly before my time. Um, I remember when ET was huge, 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 and. Um, when it came out in, what was it, 1982? And they hurried uh, and bought the rights to the to do the video game for the movie. And it was all so rushed because they wanted to strike while the iron was hot that nobody cared about quality or entertainment or enjoyability of the game. They just, they figured, oh, it says E.T. on it. E.T.'s popular. Let's throw it out there and it'll stick and unfortunately it hit the fan and kind of just splattered everywhere yep as it steamed (laughs) 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 okay um into some other lucas news even though that's not lucas at all i have no segue i thought i was going to try and get it from spielberg to Lucas, to Harrison Ford, because we mentioned it, uh, but I just overcomplicated it and made it absolutely horrid. Star Wars. There we go. That's what I was trying to say. Star Wars 7. The cast has been announced, and actually a great picture of them all doing script readings here. Uh, many of these people, I have no clue who they are. Obviously, At I least know half who Harrison of them. Ford is, Carrie yeah. Fisher, Mark Hamill, Anthony Daniels, Peter Mayhew, Kenny Baker. They're all in the film. As well as uh, John Boyega. 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 Daisy Ryder. Oh, I'm sorry. Daisy Ridley. I was about to say, that sounds like a porn name. Uh, uh, yeah. Adam Driver, which is not, that's a golf name. Uh, Oscar Isaac. Andy Circus, who we know, who will probably be stopped. He, he, the poor guy can never be not in a motion capture suit. Um. <laughs> Dom Hall Gleason, uh, Max von Sydow. Max von Sydow was um, Ming the Merciless in Flash Gordon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm guessing he's going to be the bad guy. That's just a guess. Thrawn's going to be happy with that. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be Thrawn. Please. <laughs> and the Gleason dude is from Harry Potter. He's one of the Weasley kids. Another Weasley. Uh, no, yes. Thrawn will not be in this because this is supposed to take place 30 years after the end of the, ori- of the original trilogy and Thrawn was already long dead by then. 
Yeah. And I think that I think that um Disney came out this week and pretty much trashed all of the Star Wars expanded universe. So. <laughs> well, they didn't trash it. it and uh Dr. Squishy He Dr. Squishy brings it up in in the scam show. Um he uh basically they they set aside all the canon. Um the the canon is uh what's included in the 6 uh, star uh, current Star Wars movies and the Clone Wars animated series. Um, Which one? I think both of them because they didn't specify. So uh, the the Clone Wars and Clone Wars. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and so here from here on out, everything that they come out in movies will also be canon, and the writers are free to pick from the expanded universe as they as they wish. So there may be elements from the expanded universe, but they're not using them them as canon so does that make you want to stop enjoying the expanded universe at all because it kind of does me no well uh, yes and no because the expanded universe is so rich there's so much there um it's all really entertaining and i i guess at this point because they're drifting away from expanded well and and it doesn't say they're going to completely diverge away from it uh but it's not going to be the same it, 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 it makes it seem like it's going to be fan you know, it's going to make it seem like fan fiction from yeah, now on Yeah, it's turning it all into fan fiction. Which is still okay, because no it's high quality. It to very dark places. Yeah, but it's high quality fan fiction. Hey, Star Wars fans. <laughs> Welcome. Love, Star Trek fans. <laughs> <laughs> now you know how uh, it feels. Yeah. I've always thought we were better than you. But they're not yeah. going to go through a wormhole and reboot the Star Wars canon. No. No, they didn't have to go through a wormhole. They just waited 30 years and rebooted the canon. Good point. <laughs> just for reference, people, I, and I don't know how big of our Star Wars fans all of our listeners are, but this technically means that the courtship of Princess Leia never happened. That the Solo Twins <laughs> never happened. Yeah. That Chewbacca never died. That Anakin Solo never died. That Jason well, it- Solo never became the new Dark Lord of the Sith. Darth the uh, Cad- Cadmus? Cadus? Cad- Cadus. Cadus. Now, yeah. it, they never right. said that they're not going to use them. They can if they want to. So we don't know. As of this moment, it right. hasn't happened. It You're has right. now been erased. You're right. The the the, uh, the new Jedi Order series, the invasion by the weird an- um, aliens whose name I can never pronounce. The Vong. Yeah, the it Vong. didn't happen. We'll find out in 18 months. And hopefully sooner if their trailers are any anything revealing. So <laughs> I'm excited for this, but at the same time, I can understand why uh, why Zahner's a little bit put out. I I'm very apprehensive. I you know I trust that J.J. Abrams will do a good job, but again, I just feel like my love for Star Wars is being ripped away from me. I, I want to okay. Next time we see Kevin Anderson, because he signed my book. Remember. The, yeah. the Jedi Academy trilogy. He signed that for me, and he's been. He and I have uh, kept in touch afterwards. He's a real awesome guy. Next time, I want to bring it back up to him and say, "I want these returned now, since evidently <laughs> this, this never happened." <laughs> I wonder um, how. I wonder what these authors think, because I mean, they were operating under the premise that this is the Star Wars universe, and now it's possibly not the Star Wars universe. Wonder, wonder why he would say Kevin. It was Anderson, all a dream. It was all a dream. <laughs> oh, I, I wonder what Kevin Anderson would say if you go up to him and say, "How's it feel writing fan fiction?" Well, he'd probably punch yeah. you, and then probably. he'd talk to us. 
But that's essentially what they've just done, which just, it, I, I have very mixed reactions. Well, it, it makes me wonder what's, what's in store for the future of expanded universe writing, because Disney signed out those licenses with the expectation that they weren't going to make any more movies. This was even before they planned one, two, and three. So does this mean that all fiction, all Star Wars fan, uh, fiction written from here on out is not going to be licensed by Star Wars? Uh, mm, who knows? But won't Disney sick their awesome attorneys on them if that happens? Good trademark infringement. Good point. Can they sick them on the current <laughs> current novels that are out? Can they sick them on us? <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> no, because we're stolen droids. One word. Don't don't want to give anyone any ideas. <laughs> okay, into uh, on the other side of things, away from the Disney camp, back to the WB, rather Warner Brothers, not the WB. Uh, Justice League has a director. Oh yeah, Justice League the movie, the actual one, not the Batman Superman project that just seems like a Justice League. Hey, who wants to guess who it is? Z- I'm, I'm going to guess Zack Snyder. Yeah. Who it, knew? You know, Zack Snyder is basically the Joss Whedon of the DC Universe. Unfortunately, he's done one movie. Yeah. I, I find this kind of funny. Um, our friend Jared, uh, who we had on the show, tweeted this. And I kind of and I feel bad. I feel like maybe my tweet back was a little bit snarky. He goes, oh my gosh, Zack Snyder's been announced as the director for the Justice League movie. And I tweeted back, yeah, who could have guessed? And I feel kind of bad, like maybe that was too snarky. I didn't mean it that way, but of course a lot of context gets lost in, in 140 characters. And, and that's Jared <laughs> Phillips, by the way. But, um, yeah, who really expected anything else? Well, and this is something that we've been talking about for a while. There's been a lot of speculation. Greg Silverman, um, who's somebody important apparently, um, said that this is going to be a further expansion of the universe. Superman versus Batman will lead into Justice League. Uh, you think? I mean, they've cast Cyborg in freaking <laughs> well, Superman versus Batman. They're they're trying to pull off what, what Marvel Studios has done so well, tying together all their movies. Yes. So Well, it, it's kind of like, this isn't a headline, people. Okay, Joss Whedon directing the Avengers, that was a headline. That came out of nowhere. A man was it, it? It turned some heads when they first announced it. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Diehard Whedon fans were, all, were just you know gleeing themselves to death. That made no sense. And everyone no, else who didn't did. know who this guy was were just really worried, going, "Oh, the guy who did Buffy. What does he know?" Well, he knows a lot actually. But this isn't a really bold choice. Zack Snyder's going to be doing another DC movie. By the way, Brian Singer, something about X-Men, and Michael Bay, something about, you know, destroying your childhood. It's not a surprise. Mm-hmm. But so. in, in, in addition to the Justice League movie, which is now confirmed, I guess, I don't know. I thought that they had, like, a release date for it at one point, but um, it looks like that turned into Superman versus Batman. They just better not freaking bring Ryan Reynolds back as Hal Jordan in that crappy CGI suit or I'm going to punch someone. <laughs> He's actually going to be like nine different characters, all lower I'll, characters. I'll find I'll find like a kitten and just punt it down the street if I see that. So you've been warned, don't make me do that, DC. Um, but yeah, they've also said they've got nine other projects 
that have, that they're working on. So not only are they doing Justice League, but they're doing something else. Nobody really knows what. I mean, there's rumors that it could be Metal Man, um, Hundred Bullets, Shazam. There's Hundred Bullets would be good. Yeah, maybe a, a Wonder Woman movie. Um, Guillermo del Toro was talked about working on Justice League Dark. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. They're, I have no confidence in them at this point. Well, they, need you, to, they need to prove themselves. Do you think, I mean, if, if they did what, what Marvel Studios is doing and, and is making, um, you know, a, a string of Justice League movies, um, do you think they can be good enough that DC fans would, would, uh, latch onto it as no. Marvel fans have? No. And I have a good reason why not. And I, we should t- be talking about this with Dr. Squishy. But the first off, they won't do it like Marvel did for a very, very good and very, very simple reason that most people overlook. When Marvel first went down this path, they did it with Iron Man, remember? Iron yeah. Man was the first one that they decided to make it themselves in-house. And they did it, this, this seems counterintuitive, but they did it as an independent film company. Oh, yeah. yeah. They were a small-time studio they were independent no one owned them they didn't really have the staff to do it it was actually all done very very low key low key ha 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 oh oh that was that wasn't until thor yeah so it's like they were doing these and it was a real gamble and in fact you can watch um there's a whole bunch of different documentaries on it and whatnot. There's a lot of financiers who weren't willing to back marvel studios they weren't willing to back marvel with Iron Man because it was too much of an unknown. This film house that's never put out anything wants to put in a second-tier hero and make a huge box office movie on it. Well, we know how that went out. Iron Man was a huge success, blew everyone away, and really secured the future for Marvel Studios. Warner Brothers will not approach things that way because Warner Brothers is is Warner Brothers. Yeah. Yeah, Warner Brothers is not independent. They don't know how to think as an independent film company. It's impossible for them. They have too much writing on things that they can't take those kinds of chances. Also, and this is good, but at the same time not good, I have a post on, for the site that I just have never finished where it's the why, reason why Warner Brothers fans will never be happy with a live-action movie, and it's because anything you could see these heroes do, you've already seen them do cooler in the animated films. Yep. I'm sorry, people. I love Batman. Batman's my favorite superhero, but you're never going to see him fight like you have in uh, Under the Red Hood or Doom or or any of those. Good point, yeah. Well, and also, if you look at DC and what they do, what they do is they piss people off and they break stuff. <laughs> Which in turn like your three year old they're like your three year old they're they're like a three year old they're why we can't have nice things <laughs> yeah and well, let's, let's, move let's on talk about and, marvel yeah, yeah let's turn let's talk about uh your ten year old who's just now being helpful and is able to help around the house instead. Marvel has four Netflix series that are going to be coming out. We talked about this a bit uh, a few weeks ago you know, we talked about maybe the defenders or we weren't really sure where they were going to be going. Well, they've they've been wondering now if it's going to be Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and the Defenders. 
No, there, there's not question that that's confirmed. That's what they're doing. Oh, they are doing that. That is what they're doing. Yes. Okay. Okay. Sweet. Well, and, that would be very interesting considering they have four series coming out, and I just listed five. Uh, Jessica yeah. Jones with Luke Cage. <laughs> well, I I know that there there were some questions on the defenders on how these these other ones were going to merge in with the defenders. So, mm-hmm. um, and I don't think Iron Fist was ever officially announced as a show. Um, it probably Luke Cage and Iron Fist team up together. I'm, I don't recall um, the details, but they're tying them in. Marvel is doing it right. Yep. So, yeah, um, confirmation has happened this week, has come down that these series will tie into the cinematic universe. They will all be canon. And if you had told me this a year ago, I would have said, mm, can't happen, cannot happen. But if you've been following Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this season, even the last half of the season, you will know full well they can make this work. Uh, if you haven't been, but you've seen America, uh, Captain America, The Winter Soldier... You know how that movie ended. Ask yourself what would happen to a show titled Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. after the end of that movie. Canceled. No, they've been able to do it. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. I have actually been very surprised because, you know, I I was kind of met on the whole Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It was okay. I really wanted to like it. I'm still not a huge fan, but they've won me over with the way that they tied in to the Winter Soldier that they have done a really good job with it. And if they take their Netflix series now and do the same thing, it's going to be cool. I think this is going to be really cool. They're developing a really deep, really rich universe. Well, you know what they've done also, um, you know, nowadays you can, you can sit down on, in a weekend and, and have a Lord of the Rings marathon or a Doctor Who marathon or something. But, What's going to be more legendary than those is an, a, a Marvel marathon. You sit down and you watch from the first Iron Man, and you you sit there and watch eighty hours of just pure Marvel. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> yes, it will. Yes, it will. Um, if I, I got to say, it's really kind of cool because now I follow all, the entire cast of uh, Agents of Shield on Twitter, and after Winter Soldier came down, and after a specific episode aired. Uh, Brett Dal- Dalton, who does manage his own Twitter, because a lot of these stars don't, but he does, um, changed his Twitter avatar. It's now a Hydra symbol. Oh, nice. Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> oh, dude, it was weeks ago. That's not a spoiler. If you weren't watching the show, you didn't care anyway. <laughs> uh, I'm a week behind still. Don't spoil me. It, it, Zook didn't spoil it. Brett Dalton did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not the one managing his Twitter. Yell at him. Go for it, his honor. <laughs> Uh, don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, hey, now, let's talk about other comic stuff because we're running short on time, guys. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering if we should do the comic stuff or the Netflix stuff since we were just discussing Netflix, but we're still talking comics too. So, what's a what's a podcaster to do? Choices, choices. <laughs> First let's world podcasting problems. Yes, comicsology. comicsology. Um, if you don't know what Comixology is, you're probably not a big comics fan. If you are, trust me, you know what Comixology is. You're probably already using it. But it is a mobile application that has become just lifeblood to comics fans because you can buy and download your comics to your mobile device. You can Wasn't get subscriptions. Last week, you can share them out to friends. 
the last week where we covered where Amazon Amazon bought Comixology. I think it was two so, weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah. Two yeah. or three. Yeah. It's been very recent. Yeah. Amazon bought them. And they decided to uh, remove all in-app purchasing on iOS devices. Now, what does that mean? It means if you have an iPad or an iPhone and Comixology installed, you can no longer purchase new comics from within the app. Yeah. I, I see that as a very big negative. Yeah, this... If you're reading back issues, you want to know what's going to happen next. And if all you got to do is say, click buy now, and you can find out what happened next, you're good to go. Well, that's a lot of impulse purchases that they're going to miss out on. Well, yeah. there's a big reason why they're doing this, but no one's really sure which one it is. Is it because Amazon owns it now, and Amazon is trying to pull people away from iOS and get it onto you know Kindle Fire and Kindle TV and whatever? Or, no. and or... Is it because Apple has now redone their terms of service about in-app purchasing? They want everything to go through the store, the app store, or the bookstore. Well, no, because if that were the case, uh, Comixology would have removed it a while ago. They they have redone their um, the terms of service, but uh, being able to do in-app purchases has always been available on iOS. Uh, I think the reason why they're doing it... Um, and I, I think they did it backwards. They're rolling Comixology subscriptions and purchases into the Amazon, um, the Amazon way of buying things. Um, I don't know if they have a name for it, Amazon Store, I guess. Um, but the reason why I say they're doing it backwards is they should have released their new app, their new comic purchasing method first, and then removed this in-app purchasing. I think the way they're going about it now is kind of. Very, very negative. Now, this is one of the best tweets I've seen regarding the matter. Um, it's from Mike Mon, Mike Monterio. Uh, he says, just installed the new Comixology app. It's like watching a brand new eunuch staring across the table at his balls in a jar. That is, that is a perfect synopsis of what they've done. They just neutered the app. <laughs> the good thing about the app is you could do those impulse purchases and taking those away just completely neuters it. On the other hand, there are a lot of wives now who are going to be very, very happy to stop seeing money drop down this app. <laughs> that is true. Well, no, because then the ones who really want to spend money can just go to the website and just drop $20 and then go back to their app. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> We've got four minutes left before uh, favorites. It's time for good idea, bad idea. Which is not something we've done before, but I'm going to give a headline real fast. Schmitty and Zoner, you guys are going to give your quick thoughts on it. First headline: right. Netflix has decided, well, has announced actually, they're going to be making another deal with Verizon, similar to the one they made with Comcast, to help speed things up. Schmitty, good idea, bad idea? Good idea because it means better bandwidth for us. Zoner, I think it's a good idea for the reason Schmitty just said. However, I don't like it at all. I'm with Zoner on this one. It is the right thing to do under the worst circumstances. Uh, truly speaking, Netflix should not have to do this. They're doing the wrong thing for the right reasons. Or the right thing for the wrong reasons. No, no. no I think you read the first time. The wrong thing for the right reasons. Yeah, they shouldn't have to do this, period. But the carriers are being douchebags. Now, what's interesting is that they're making the deal with... Uh, 
with Verizon and not with another larger carrier because Verizon is not the largest internet carrier in the world. Or no, but the they're, US. The, they're probably one of the character, carriers who are dealing with more Netflix bandwidth because of their LTE network. Very true. Okay, next one. Um, Ubuntu has been talking about uh, um, a, a dual-booting phone that uses Android when in phone mode and d- boots into Ubuntu when you hook it to a computer so you have the best of both worlds. Development has stopped on that. Is this a good thing or a bad thing? Schmitty. Uh, I'm mixed on this one. Overall, it's a good thing because um, it was for a very small niche of people, uh, I included. Um and so it, it's kind of a good thing because they can focus on better things now. So, Zoner. I'm sorry. I was distracted by the paint drying on my wall. <laughs> I, so good thing. <laughs> I just, uh, it's so, it impacts so few, so few potential users. Yeah. Who really cares? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm kind of. I understand Schmitty's point of view. It would have been really, really cool to the 15 people who would have used it, and it doesn't affect <laughs> anyone else. Dude, you're being so gracious. I prob- well, and those and 14 of those people work within Ubuntu. <laughs> yeah, that's probably okay. I, I'll give you that. Wait, am I the 15th? No, because you wouldn't bother to pay for it. Oh, good point. <laughs> No, no, he has a point. <laughs> there, there are other phones that you'd rather buy. Okay. Uh, Google has changed. How do I make it through this headline without laughing? Google has made their self-driving cars that they use for Google Maps uh, now better able to accurately read hand signals and bikers' intentions so their cars will not ride drive over bikers. I don't know if Good idea. a bad idea to this. <laughs> no. Very good I'll idea. Ju- I'll be the dissenting voice and say that's a horrible idea. <laughs> like, if they're in it's, my lane, they should die anyway. No, I'm joking. It's, I have- it's a good idea until people figure out how to to mess with the Google cars. They see someone with a Google car coming up, and they just stick their hand out their window and start doing hand signals. And I'm just gonna Google stand- car sitting there slamming on the brakes. I'm going <laughs> to stand right in front of one and just start making all different hand signals and watch it just freak out. It does make you wonder <laughs> how many hand signals they've programmed it with. Yeah, and different variations of it, because I've seen a lot of bikers who, like, be really half-hearted in some of their hand signals, so, like, just throw up a finger or something. I've seen some bikers, the kind that wear leather jackets and and hang out at bars that use very different hand signals. Yeah. (laughs) With with a different finger. Right, right. With a different finger, yeah. I want to see if Google recognizes those, too. Okay, last one isn't really a good idea, bad idea, but I'm going to throw it in there anyway, because we have a bit of time. The U.S. government... Uh, is going to have to dispose of billions of dollars of ammunition because no one thought to track whether or not uh, what its expiration date was. Yes, if you have not fired a gun and you don't know guns, bullets can expire. They can go bad. They can misfire. Not something you want to send out to troops. They Good idea. They don't know when <laughs> the ammo is going to expire, so they have to dispose of billions of dollars worth. I'd Good like idea, government. Just put it in a big bonfire and... <laughs> It's just, you know, let, let's do it on the Capitol lawn and just see what happens. I have a better could, idea. I think we should sell them for surplus to our uh, uh, to other countries. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, North Korea, you want some ammunition? U.S. Bad surplus. idea. Bad idea. No, they'll still playing all, that. <laughs> they'll, they'll, all, they'll all misfire. It's a good idea. 
See, if they haven't been tracking the expiration on it, though, or how old it is, it could be like a week old. This is true. Yeah, but they have to get... Okay, this is taking too long here, but I worked for a company. It was a a healthcare company, and we had a similar issue where we had a whole bunch of medication, and they hadn't been tracking the expiration dates. We had to dump the entire supply of it because they didn't know which ones were too old and which ones weren't. Yeah, there's a good chance... isn't it clearly labeled? It's medication. No, it's not. It isn't. I worked for another one that had a bunch of health supplements, and they said that there was a defective batch that had come off the line. They had to recall the entire line. And I said, well, why not you just recall the batch? And if you're being super careful, the batch just before and the batch afterwards, you know, bracket it. No, because they didn't track the batches on their barcodes. They only tracked the product line. They had to recall the entire line. So asset management will set you free, Pentagon. So I bought some eggs, and I mixed them in with some other eggs, and I don't know which ones are good and which ones are bad, so I'm just going to go throw them all at your car. <laughs> Dispose of them that way. You should sell them to North Koreans. Anyway. If they're green, if they're, green they're probably bad. Uh, <laughs> Easter was still pretty recent. They may be hard-boiled. Okay, into our favorites. I kind of like the good idea, bad idea. We need to do that again. Is that why there's a rabbit sticker on it? <laughs> Anyway, anyway, there's Schmitty's laptop gone again. Okay, that was so, fun. We should do that more often. Let's let's waste time more there, often. There is a YouTube channel from a guy named Flula. He is by no means new. I'm not breaking this news to you. However, there is a great video he put out a couple months ago that I'm just now getting to. He has a habit where he gets into cars with other people, and he mixes a acapella version of different songs. Now, he's gotten, like, Sir Mix-a-Lot to come into his car and sing Baby Got Back. This one, however, is a awesome cover of a song that uh, Schmitty and I know quite well, No Diggity. Uh, no Doubt. No Doubt. Yes, we love this song. And it's actually a really, really awesome cover. The reason I love this is because, personal story, Back in the day, my roommate and I only had one car. It was his car because mine had died, and his radio sucked. It it never worked. So he and I would do this. We would sing entire songs we knew with us making the different instruments and trying to loop ourselves, except without a mixing board. And frankly, everyone has done it. So it's really funny. You should check out the entire series of him doing the ad-libs in the cars because they're actually all really good. But you should definitely check this one out. Okay, my favorite this week is probably the best hoodie ever. It is available on Amazon for about 109 bucks, I believe. It is reversible, has Chewbacca on one side, like fur, the bandolier, Chewbacca. You will look like Chewbacca on the ins- of the other side. It is Han Solo's coat from Hoth. You'll be awesome. Go buy it. Buy me one. Awesome. Um, my favorite, uh, because I really like Spidey, Spider-Man, um, our, our friends, I think, I think we've shared before this, this same guy who did, uh, parkour of Assassin's Creed. Um, he's doing parkour with Spider-Man. Uh, so this is Peter Parkour. It's pretty cool. Very, very cool. And that, that's kind of a local guy too, because you'll be able to see Salt Lake City in the background. That's kind of cool. 
All right. Well, that is our show this week. Uh, we want to know what you're thinking. Please let us know. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. Give us a call, 801-917-GEEK. Uh, circle us on Google+. Plus. Is that a thing now? Follow us on Twitter. Find us on Facebook. Be nice to us. You know, we didn't do anything to you. And uh, again, you know, let us know what you're thinking. We want to change the show for the better. We want to change it for you. So uh, until next time, cheers. End of line. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.